podcast you. iTunes. He's men in scarves. <laughs> Not my favorite. Bonus episode. Okay, yeah, that was that was a roundabout. Rise and shine. I also think it's funny. <laughs> Welcome to the Ecclesia After Hours podcast, where we talk about all the things relevant to young adults navigating what it means to follow Jesus. Each week, we'll have a candid conversation and offer some practical takeaways on the subjects you bump up against every day. We like to talk about the hard stuff, and we have a whole lot of fun while we're at it. Our heart for this podcast is that it helps you pursue Jesus in all that you do. So let's get into this episode of the Ecclesia After Hours podcast. host Kenna and I'm here virtually with the crew because we are socially distanced in our homes. Yes. Um, Yay. (laughs) We're looking into each other's homes via Skype. Um, So we've got Garrett. What's up? And Molly. Hello. And Josh. Hey there. Um, And today we are going to kick off a little series, Um, but before we do that, we're going to be talking um, a little bit about routines today. So I'm just going to kick off this episode with asking you guys, just pretend you're like a vlogger and walk me through your typical morning routine. Okay, wow, a vlogger, huh? I don't think I would do well. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) I would not thrive in that environment, but... I love to hear about what people do, like, for their morning routine or their nighttime routine. Don't you guys love to hear that? So, so... I, I mean, no, I, sure. I can't say that I'm particularly excited about it, but I feel like it gives me a keen insight to you, Kenna, how excited that you are about other people's versions That's of it. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, what's exciting so about it? What? What is exciting about it to you? <laughs> no, it's just fun. It feels like I get to know you. It feels like a like an an intimate yet appropriate thing to share with someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the part of someone's life that you don't really see unless you live yes. with them. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So tell me, okay, start let's start with Molly. Molly, you wake up and you what? Okay, I wake up, and literally the first thing I do is go into the kitchen and start making coffee. It's, like, my biological response to waking up. <laughs> um, I usually wake up around, like, 7, I would say, between 6.30 and 7. And then get to read for a while at the kitchen table. Um, then I will make breakfast. And then I will get ready for the day and then usually leave for work. However, now I just stay at home and open <laughs> the computer. But that's my typical morning. Pretty, pretty basic. I would say that's very, um, very adulty. Oh. Yeah, that feels really adult. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like a child now. Yeah, here's Josh. <laughs> what? Uh, well, I don't love this question because I'm embarrassed by my morning routine. I suck at mornings. Like, I'm terrible at mornings. I, I, I wake up feeling like I got hit by a truck. 
and then every day i never i i i've genuinely have never felt like whoa i'm so excited to be awake today you gotta count I, your REM, dude you gotta I count your and I go, are you kidding me it's time to wake up already that's not all the time but that's how i feel i'm not a good morning person uh so then I, I get up, I grab clothes that I want to wear for the day, and then I take a shower, brush the teeth, do my hair. And if it's a good morning, then I have woken up early enough where I, I will go and read or pray or just like slow down a little bit if I've done it well. But what often happens is Right at the nick of time when I need to finish doing my hair, I just like gotta go because uh, it's too late. So your hair takes too long, dude. Yeah. Okay, doing well, if I have enough time dude. for breakfast, prayer, and reading, that means I've done well, and I pat myself my I pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny. That's pretty good too, Josh. I mean, you like shower and do your hair and do all okay. that stuff. It, it's going to be a compliment to say good job for showering. That's <laughs> just like a normal person thing to do. I was just trying to find something to encourage you in. I don't need it. I need to be called out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now it's publicized for everyone to hear. So I'm, I like need to improve. I just so, love that the first like, thing you said was I grab clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone that's listening to this right now just needs to literally call you out on their Instagram story all week. Josh. Yes. Get up on top. Wake up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> okay, or, Garrett. Or, what's yours? Probably go to bed oh. earlier so you can wake up earlier. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's probably where it starts. Then yeah. you won't feel like you got hit by a truck in the morning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, Gee, what's so yours? You have kids. I do. It depends on the day. I have a pretty regimented workout, like day that I go and work out. Um, days I go and work out, I go work out Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. And I wake up at, in order to do that, I wake up at 530. It's very early. Ooh. <laughs> Um, and then I, tr what I've tried doing to varying levels of degrees of success right now, I'd say I'm batting about 500. I still try to wake up at 5:30 mornings that I don't work out as well because it gives me like partly partially because, because I do have kids that typically the way I wake up, if I don't do that is children <laughs> jumping on me or something. And so it's like so nice. Like I can't tell you that my day changes significantly and drastically if I can wake up, go downstairs, make my own coffee with no children. I typically put an album, like a record on. Um, I make coffee. I, Matt was asking me this morning, uh, our, our social media guy was asking us this morning, like how I do coffee. I make a Chemex pour over every morning for Aubrey and I. And um, I do my... Uh, Star Wars Galaxy of he Heroes daily as I, uh, I play my little video game. It takes me about 10 minutes. Um, and I sit down and uh, then I sit down and read. Um, I'm yeah, I typically uh, I'll read for a little bit. I have like a daily um, liturgy 
uh, book that I use. Um, so that's really helpful. And if I go and work out, those are the days I typically meditate and pray. So I go work out and then meditate and then get ready to the gym and go to work. So so are typically my my rhythms. I sleep in one day a week. Typically um, Fridays, I sleep. Aubrey Aubrey takes kid duty um, when we're both there. I mean, obviously, when I go and wake up at 5.30 on those days, she gets up when the kids get up. All the other days, never mind. Oh, also very adulty, but that makes yeah. sense. Because that makes sense. I have four children. So. Yeah. yeah. Garrett, when did your routine become adult? Like, when did you notice that shift in you? Um, child three. Oh, it's help for you, Josh. <laughs> All right, that's my goal. <laughs> Much bigger than I thought. <laughs> you got some time. You got some time. I got some time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, I also am kind of embarrassed by this question, Josh. I know it was my question, but I also don't have a great morning routine. I realized recently I used to be a total morning person, like in high school and most of college. I was definitely like a wake up at 4.30 or 5 kind of person, like would just rather do my homework in the morning, would rather do my well, reading, would rather do creative writing, like everything I would just have rather done in the morning. And I am not that way anymore. Like now when I try to get up early to do like reading, meditation, prayer, it just doesn't happen. So I don't have much of a routine. I've really like relegated that to most of night time so my morning routine is pretty much same josh like i tried i tried to start doing yoga now in the mornings there you go but the only consistent part of my morning routine you guys know this anyone that knows me knows this is going to cool beans which is a coffee stand on my way to whatever i'm doing first that is the only consistent thing that i do every day (laughs) that's your ritual there you go it is it is. Before yeah. all this Corona stuff, I was I was going to the gym and I would see Garrett there on Tuesday Thursdays, but uh, but now, now I need to walk. now I need to muster up the the endurance to just do a workout at home. <laughs> yeah, I, it's harder to do. Like I was I t- like I I today's we're recording this on a Thursday and I got up to run and I'm like oh my gosh it is so much harder to leave my house it's so warm here. Yeah. Well, anyway, we I start off that way because we're going to um, kick off a series today, like I mentioned, about how to just recognize every moment as holy. Um, we're all cooped up and it can kind of seem, I think, for people like when I'm just in my home, how do I participate in bringing the kingdom just here at home cooped up? Um, so we're going to be going through some everyday rituals and kind of just discussing how we can find and participate in worship through ways that we maybe didn't consider before that aren't just, you know, showing up at Ecclesia and worshiping through music, but what are ways and things that we do daily just in our own homes that can be worship experiences. Um, And so today specifically, we're going to be talking about how to create some grounding rhythms and structure just as we're all kind of entering this quarantine period. Um, Right at the beginning, we're just going to talk about that, how we can create some um, routines when our normal routines are disrupted. Totally. Yeah, totally. So um, why, why is it important you guys? Like, why are we even talking about this? Why is it important that we have routines and structure in our lives? And what does that have to do with our faith? Mm. Totally. When I think of that, 
I think of um, something that I feel like I've been learning personally. And now that I feel like I've de- I've described my morning routine, I feel like my credibility might have been exposed a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but, Sorry. But when I, <laughs> I um, think that something that I have been learning is discipline creates freedom. Uh, because, like, let's apply it to my morning routine. I don't feel a lot of freedom when I'm not being very disciplined in that. I actually feel like kind of a slave to my time. Um, but when I have like actual routines and structures in place, um, I think that creates space for me to be my best self and to participate in the things that I say I want to participate in uh, and, and to become more of who I want to be rather, rather than just kind of like being swayed by whatever happens in the day and not really ever like progressing. I think what structure and routines helps me do is is take steps towards who i want to become and and that could be in anything like if it's just something as practical as as learning an instrument to do that you need to create some sort of structure and routine so that you can practice enough so that you can actually experience freedom of what it would be to play an instrument yeah but i think that with faith i think it's similar that it's so important to have structure and routine in our relationship with the Lord because we actually create space to follow him Mm -hmm. uh, versus just kind of like inviting him randomly to be like, all right, I'm going to go do do my day, God, and you hopefully help me along the way. What structure and routine helps me do is, is say, God, I want to listen to you. I want to be in tune with your voice. I want to follow your direction. And it creates the opportunity for his, for us to just interact uh, right. Otherwise, I think I get really inundated by by the day and by the world. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I think discipline equals freedom is one of my favorite phrases, and I think that that makes so much sense for routines and structure. And um, I think even I'm I'm finding a new rhythm with working at home all the time, um, and the lack of the same level of structure is more difficult and so i'm finding the importance of building of building routines and structure into my working at home rhythm because they allow me to be more productive Mm. uh, as a whole and i think what what that has to do with our faith is is so similar to what you're saying josh um I'm, i'm thinking even especially with like a a daily rhythm of time with god um I, I'm thinking of the example, I don't know if this totally fits, but this is what pops into my head of like someone saying, I'm going to, I'm going to eat less chocolate. Like when we say I'm going to eat less chocolate, it's so hard to contextualize. Like, what does that mean? How much is less chocolate? Is this one of the times that I'm allowed to eat chocolate? Or is this one of the times that I'm supposed to not eat chocolate? As opposed to saying, I'm just going to cut this out of my life like I'm just gonna have a clean break it's almost the same with like creating rhythms and adding things in if you just say to yourself like I'm gonna read my bible more or I'm gonna be I'm gonna work out more it's like is today one of the days I'm gonna do that is tomorrow one of the days I'm gonna do that it's just hard unless we're like I'm gonna work out Monday Wednesday Friday I'm gonna read my bible every morning at 7 30 a.m like when we build structures in there's so much more um it actually does create more freedom and more ability to follow 
uh, as opposed to just like, I'm going to, like, I think we've all been there where we're like, I'm going to do this more. And we just actually never, ever do it because it's so, it's so like generic and confusing. Right. Yeah. I think for me, the idea of having that structure is I, I, I mean, as I've gotten older, I just realize how fleeting time is mm. when you're like, even when I was your guys' age, and I'm not drastically older than all of you, but it just felt like time was just, yeah, I'm like 10 years older. Is that like, <laughs> <laughs> you're old. that's not drastic. Not drastic. I mean, it's, I mean, like there were people born like, 10 years that's a like a 10 year old lives between us that's like a, a freaking fourth grader um uh, <laughs> but in the same way that finances feel um like are, are, are feel oftentimes like a scarce resource resource time is a scarce mm-hmm. resource and so like as i've gotten older i'm like man i have things i want to do and i don't want to waste it on things that aren't helpful or restful or the most beautiful. So what I found is that having structure and routine is a way for me to essentially to spend my time well mm-hmm. um, and invest it into the things that I feel like God is calling me into. Um, that's still not something I'm great at. Like it's still something that I, I'm honestly learning to, to discipline myself daily on and i mean like i think part of what it has to do with our faith is one i feel like our the lord created us to have rhythms he created us to have days and like like to have some sort of something that was guiding our time like even like in the creation of the world he said like he he gave the the sun to govern the day and the moon to govern the night like essentially there is a rhythm of time that there's something just kind of the way that we've been designed that looks for some sort of rhythm. And that even like uh, a modern brain science is even starting to figure out portions of this, that our brains have different ways of relating and like input that it needs in order to feel like healthy and whole. And oftentimes because the way of our society functions, it like some of the things that our brain actually needs isn't being used a lot so creating a rule of life or creating a, a routine or a, ske- a structure helps me feed the parts of my brain that god designed you know and and so um yeah so that's and, and i because I, I i i want those things i have to prioritize them to some degree or another i guess that's part of it. So, yeah. yeah i feel like priorities is a huge thing i think of that um you guys might have heard this before too but someone saying like you should replace the phrase, I don't have time for that with that's not a priority for me because yeah. that's what you really mean when you're saying that because we all have the same amount of hours in the day, that kind of thing. And so if you say like, I don't have time to read my Bible, for instance, like really what you're saying, if you want to be harsh about it, is that's not a priority for me to read my Bible. Right. Uh, yeah. And so I think sort of thinking through that lens 
structure and routine becomes super, super important because then if an opportunity comes, if, if someone's like, Hey, you should read your Bible and you have a pretty structured routine, you can say, is that more of a priority for me than the things that are in this? And if so, okay, yes, I see that as precious. I'm going to replace something. Um, I think to think of it that way is really, really helpful. Like I almost think of it in like, you know, these colored blocks in my head or something like that, but um, you only have so many hours. And so to think about it in terms of priorities um, over the course of your life, it will be really obvious what you did prioritize based on structure and the routine that you created. Yeah, totally. So I feel like in this, time I'm hearing a lot on the internet just like people being sheltered in place quarantined um kind of two things one is I feel like there are a lot of people that are like I am finding it so hard to focus like this is just um I'm feeling lazy like I'm just sort of lounging this is I'm watching a ton of Netflix like people totally falling into that and then there's this other sect of people that are like oh my gosh, this is my time to produce. Like, I'm going to come out of this quarantine more fit, more smart, having read so many books, having done all of this stuff, like gotten so head on work, that kind of thing. Um, And I just kind of want to hear you guys talk about, like, how can we urge to sort of go one another and to just create a healthy rhythm um, that's not on either side of the spectrum and, and then maintain that when this whole thing is over? Sorry, you like roboted out for a moment. You said, how do we resist the urge to either check out yeah. or produce? Is that right? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. How do we create like a healthy rhythm that we can maintain once this is over? Right. I think one thing I'm learning in this season is kind of like what you're saying, Kenna, about what is a priority for me. Um, Because right now I think I'm working harder than I have in a long time because we're just creating so many new systems and like work is just, work is just really full. Um, But I also feel like I'm resting. I think we talked about this on another podcast. Like I think I'm resting more or have the capacity to rest more than I have because I don't have other commitments. Like I literally just work and I'm at home because we're all at home right now. Um, But with that time and with full weekend days to do whatever, I think I'm like learning, okay, what does it look like to experience rest Mm -hmm. in a full weekend day? And so I think that this could be, if you have, if you, I know everyone is kind of experiencing this a little bit differently. Some people, their work is actually increasing because of this. Um, but for the most part, I would say most people in our community are, are finding themselves with more time. Mm-hmm. And so I think this could be a really cool time to kind of inventory what is restful for you in this yeah. season. And so, um, like, to, to be specific, how to resist the urge to check out is make routines and so build structure um make lists but then also to avoid the other extreme is within that don't just think about the outcomes like I need to read 10 books or I need to work out six times a week or something like these crazy outcomes 
But think about in the actions, like in the things that you're doing, reading, working out, going for walks, watching TV, like what, what are you experiencing in that? Like, how are those things producing um, joy and rest in you? not just about like what are the outcomes that you're looking for and then do more of the things that make you feel rested like truly rested but use this time as a way to kind of I mean that's what I'm learning I'm just learning how to how to experience more true rest um than I than I have before when I thought I was and now I'm like oh man maybe I maybe I was missing out on some of that yeah yeah can I think the key part of your question that you asked was was like how do we maintain this and how do we how do we maintain the rhythm after this is all done and i think that's really key to keep in mind because we can create rhythms now but that's also just for temporary right. but how are we creating a rhythm that's going to last going forward after all this that could is an opportunity for us to be changed right now like i think that it is valid that we do have opportunities to be formed and our routines to be formed in a way that maybe wouldn't be normally in life uh, but hopefully that they can carry on past now. But I think like what Molly's talking about is right. That, that creating your routine and structure actually helps you to do predict actually helps you to produce and to become more of who you want to be and also to rest. Yeah. Uh, because what it allows you to do is you can create parameters of the times that you're going to produce of the times you're going to work hard on the times you're going to do the things you want to do. Uh, and then give all, give your whole self to doing that. But then outside of that, you're creating a parameter for you to rest as well. You're creating structure for you to intentionally be still, intentionally experience peace, intentionally to rest. And, and like Molly said, to do the things that bring you rest. Um, like maybe, maybe something that brings you rest is working out. Maybe it is playing an instrument. Uh, but creating time to do that uh, is what's going to help you keep a balance of both um, so that you're not just kind of whimsically going, well, I have time now. I guess I should do this. Well, I have time now. I guess I'll do this. But you've actually created that ahead of time so that you um, you can like actually go forward in that rather than letting the day just kind of swing you around. Right. Yeah, I think that here's what I would say is that how can you resist the urge to check out and the laziness or produce like crazy? Um, yeah, I, I would. Part of it is is that you need both in order to do each one well. Yeah. Like if you want to produce, you actually need to be a little lazy at times. If you want to actually rest, you actually also need to produce. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, like, I've been really into neuro, like, learning about, like, brain science and stuff recently. So I've been doing some stuff. Also, like, it's helpful because I have a kind of an excuse because my kids' brains are developing very quickly. So I've just been, like, reading something. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, one of the books I was reading was talking about how our brains essentially are designed with a down – I mean, like, people have taken basic biology, a lot of those – have like a basic lower part and an upper part. And the lower part is, is imagine the low, like the downstairs of the house is where kind of like our, like our utilitarian functioning is happening, our breathing, our, our blinking. Um, it's also where our threat assessments are going all of the time. 
And then our higher cognitive functioning happens in the upstairs of our brain, um, typically the prefrontal cortex, like the front part. And in order for, like, you need an integrated brain. You need both pieces um, for you to be able to access both well and be able to switch on and off. Otherwise, what ends up happening is that you you have a tendency, most brains have a tendency to just live out of the downstairs brain, which is constantly threat assessing, constantly figuring out things. So you need to develop both. And so um, one of the books we were reading um, was talking about like our brains have different functions that we actually need to stretch out. So like, for example, sleep is a really important one. Um, time to be physical, like that's your lower part brain. Your, your time where you're focusing just on like nothing. Like just uh, like they call it uh, they call it downtime. Like you're just not doing anything like not even like they differentiate that between time in like where you're like meditating or thinking or praying. <laughs> Excuse me. Connecting time, time to just have fun and play and then focus time, which is like the productivity time. So um, you, like to resist the urge means to like just develop a more healthy and whole yeah. um brain and then that will sustain like that's the thing that will sustain going forward is because you're developing um both of those things because god created us to be integrated entities you know like there were rhythms of work and life and rest uh, that god wrote into the ways that we operated you know so i think that that's um really important so like if you want to rest like which is your default nature is and aka laziness where you want to produce like to do either one of those wells you need to you need to have like a, a holistic way of operating and living the other thing i was saying is like the same thing is similar to what you were saying molly is that let this like there's like a, a an element to like ex, ex like i, I want to say almost don't resist the urge but let don't be comfortable with the urge that you choose so like if you find yourself being lazy all the time like let that tell you something about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to produce, cool. Like, like let that tell yourself, like tell you something about yourself. Well, we used to do this thing at kingdom labs, formerly known as the intensive where we, and I'll put this in the show notes. Like the key, uh, it's like this exercise of key one, like immediate important, like, like imagine a, uh, like a graph on the Y axis. It's like important, uh, important, not important. And on the X axis, it's a, it's, urgent non-urgent and we have so much like so you there's all these quarters that you kind of deal with like so much of our life we feel like is lived in quarter one like important and urgent and then like non-urgent non-important and non-important non-urgent like very rarely do we live in the q2 space which is like the 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 important uh important but uh not urgent life and right now we have that opportunity to to do some of that in uh uh, important but non-urgent work and so i would just like start looking at your life and seeing what you're putting in it um like are you living a lot in the urgent non-important like always checking your phone at notifications or non-important non-urgent just binge watching friends for the seventh time you know um because really what we're saying is is that some of that stuff is good. Some of that stuff is fine. It's not that we don't do either one of those things, but it's also super important to live in like some of the other options too. So um, yeah, that's how I'd say it. And I would say that our natural, I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but our our natural urge to kind of lean towards one or the other yeah. 
pay attention to that because probably what you need to grow in is the other one. Yeah. Like, I feel like I lean towards, okay, produce like crazy, check these things off the list, work out this much and read these many books because resting and like being still is harder for me. Yeah. So I know that where I'm naturally bent towards, like I need to actually almost resist that so that I can focus on the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, not to go to the other extreme, but like, okay, this is my pay attention because I'm missing out on the chance to experience this other thing. Yeah. It's like what I talked about in um, a few episodes ago. I forget which one it was, but talking about like, if there's, you know, a spectrum and, you know, there's like, things are black and white and like, you kind of live in the black area. You can't shoot for the gray area in the middle because you probably, if you like really tend towards the other way, you kind of got to shoot for the white or the black, whatever, you know, in order to actually end up in the gray area of being balanced. Um, because I feel like something that's sort of inherent in this question is like, that we pretty much do all, and we've kind of said this, I'm just emphasizing what you guys have said, but we pretty much do all have a tendency toward one or the other. And so while it's common sense to say this, sometimes I think it's helpful to just recognize that like, in order to become balanced, it's actually going to cause, it's actually going to require discipline. Yeah. Like it's actually going to be kind of hard maybe. Yes. 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 I think that's so important to say sometimes. Sometimes we think like, oh, if we just listen to some good wisdom on a podcast or read some great article, like I'm just going to try to do this and it'll happen. But I think it's important that like if what's natural for us is to just produce like crazy, it's going to maybe be hard to learn how to rest. Right. And that's okay. Like expect it to be hard and then you'll likely be a lot more successful at it when it, when it is hard. You'll be like, yeah, I expected this. I have to be disciplined about it. It's good, Kenna. Yep. That's good. Yeah. So I'm curious to hear from you guys if there are specific rhythms that you would recommend that people adopt in this sort of like potentially untethered time what is kind of one of the main things that you would say, like if there is one thing that you add into a structure or routine of your life, I would recommend it be this thing. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would say, I mean, there's many, but the one that I, that I want to work on in this time and that I would push others to work on is Sabbath, uh, is, is creating a consistent rhythm and routine of, working um, hard on a lot of the days where we have to work, but then having one specific day where I am intentionally delighting in rejoicing and resting with God. Uh, and I was talking to a friend the other day and, and they were just em- emphasizing that in this time of like restlessness and like chaos and kind of like not being able to, to anchor onto anything, that they were talking about the temptation is to just kind of be frantic. Like it's just kind of whether that's in work or not, it's just kind of have a frantic mind the whole time trying to figure out what to do, what to do, what to do. And he was talking about that. If we are going to be people who are pursuing Jesus, who are doing ministry, who are like serving one another, if we're actually going to be the church in this time, he was talking about, he doesn't think, 
that we really have an option other than the Sabbath that we can't afford not to, yeah. uh, because if we don't, then we then we're actually going to probably operate out of the space of unhealth. We're probably going to operate out of the space of lack. But Sabbath helps us. Um, kind of using that that water analogy that we're that we we're doing in our last series. It, it helps us stay in a place of abundance and helps us stay in a place of being overflowing from God's spirit. And for me, the times that I have Sabbathed, uh, it has made all the difference to intentionally put away the noise, put away my phone, put away my distractions, uh, and just interact with God and delight in the things that are in front of me, uh, and to, and to just be thankful uh, is a is a big part of it too. So that's something that I think uh, is is going to be important for a lot of us in this season and going forward that we can maintain. Totally. I agree. And I feel like this is a really good time to try to, to try to incorporate that if you never have Josh, because I think one of the hardest parts about Sabbath, at least for me, so maybe for like lots of extroverts is sort of the guilt of saying no to other things or of like missing out or something like that. That's always what's been really hard for me about trying to incorporate a consistent Sabbath. And so what better time to like bridge into it, you know? Yes, totally. I, I feel that 100%. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things that come to my mind. Um, the first one is I would suggest um, setting some hard limits for yourself on technology um, because I think – I think what's happening right now is everything is going digital. So if you're in school, school is going to be completely digital. Church is completely digital. Community is completely digital. And uh, then we also recreate. So we watch TV, we watch movies, we watch Netflix, we, we're on Instagram. And like everything is becoming digital. And that is is just hard. So I would recommend setting some limits for yourself, whether that's after seven o'clock in the evenings, like you're not on social media or you don't start looking at your social media until 10 a.m. or or something like a specific limit for yourself, 45 minutes on Instagram or any, just something um, would be one place to start that I would recommend. Um, and then in addition to that, um, find a balance for yourself with like to-do lists. So I think that to-do lists, knowing, knowing yourself, they can either be really beneficial or really um, harmful, kind of like what we were talking about with laziness or production. So if you're someone who to-do lists are like your jam and you thrive off them, like maybe scale back a bit and just put two things on your list, two things on your daily list. Like every day I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to, um, read or I'm going to sit in silence for 20 minutes and I'm going to go for a walk. Like just pick two things. Um, or if you find yourself like wanting more, like more order and more things to do, then maybe for the whole week as a whole, pick like six things that you need to accomplish that week and put them on a list and put it somewhere where you see it. So it is, um, a reminder, but it doesn't feel like you're a slave to this list that you've created. So, uh, just kind of know yourself and and put yourself or put some things in in visual form that can be helpful to kind of build rhythms for yourself and yeah that's where I would start. 
Yeah, that's so good, Moss. You know, I there's there's a, a few. I mean, we played with a lot of ideas here uh, as we were kind of thinking about the next thing for Ecclesia. And I think that one of, I mean, and we'll talk more about this on Wednesday coming up, but like one of the big things was like creating a rhythm of connecting with God um, on the daily. Uh, and so we'll talk more about that. So I think that's really important. But I think that all, I mean, we had talked also about creating a whole rule of life, like, which is like an old term around creating a rhythm of your life, like day, like hourly. Like, what are you going to do on the hour every day and putting the priorities that you have, like your like actual priorities, not your um, like hopeful priorities, not your idealized priorities, but like, what are your actual priorities? Like, you need to figure those out. And, and if God fits into those and then starting, start with the priorities and then move outward from there. Um, and uh, uh there's there's a lot of different ways to, to create a rule of life. We'll link one in the show notes, but I'll just highlight a few because if these ones didn't resonate with you, um, my, like for example, like the thing that I've really been working on is like praying. Like contemplative prayer has been the thing I'm working on right now, and so that's the one thing I'm working on. But um, this was from Bridgetown Church, and we, we can highlight that to you in our in in our um, show notes. But like one of the things that they had said, which I thought was really, really helpful because they simplified it really well. But the rule of life, this is not like a a new invention. Like this is old, old monk practices, you know? So they're just like, like a lot of these places are just re un, like unearthing old practices that seem to be helpful in our modern age. Um, so like having a time to connect with God, creating a, a, a ritual of gratitude. My dad does a gratitude journal every day. It's very sweet. And so every time he writes about me in his gratitude journal, he texts me, like he texts me, it's very sweet. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Uh, exercise or walking, um, something like that. Uh, having one focal practice. And those are the things, the focal practices are the things that we're gonna be pushing into um, at, at, uh, as a community coming up. Creating relational touch points community group or otherwise, um, limiting your intake of news because there's only so much you can learn about the coronavirus in a day. Like yeah. it was, it was kind of a crazy thing to think back to the day where you got a morning newspaper and an evening newspaper and then you're done. Like that's all you can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and limiting screen time and escapist behaviors is one of the things they said. Um, so, uh, yeah, how much time you're on your phone, but also how much you're drinking. How much are you using substances, essentially, is, is really looking at that. Having a time of prayer and fasting, connecting online and community, and having Sabbath, like Josh said, but also continuing to worship, like doing an online worship experience with the community, I think is going to be important, too. So those are some ideas of, of things. And once again, I'll, we'll put in, there's like a whole workbook. There's like seven of them. I'll find one and put one on, on uh, in the show notes to create a personal rule of life. I love that. I there's one that I would just add in addition to the things that you guys said. Um, that's maybe a like once you feel good about where your personal um routines are at um and how they feed you is I would just try incorporating too like genuinely reaching out and checking on like two to three other people a day, or even if it's just one other person a day. Um and like just using that time to to pour into them, um, 
is really, really beautiful too, to, to start to do that. That's something that I've tried to do during, um, just this quarantine time, like knowing everyone is feeling really untethered and lonely and weird just to be like, how are you? Like, I know this part might be difficult for you, for the people, um, in your life to just make them feel seen is super, super powerful too. That's good. That's so good. Cool. Well, thanks tuning in today I hope that and that you are able to develop a routine just early on in this kind of weirdness um that makes your time feel connected and grounded and healthy um and we do hope that you can maintain it and carry it into a time when things feel more normal too um Ecclesia looks pretty different right now in a lot of ways one of the awesome things that's happening is um this week this wednesday we are going to be having ec online for the first time um so tune in to that and if you keep up with us on social at Ecclesia Beham, then um you should be up to date on all the other things that we're doing too so make sure to check that out um and stay healthy and socially distanced from one another and we'll catch you next week All right. Bye. Bye.